Hello, Seamheads. It's time for another conversation from my coverage of South by Southwest 2022. This one takes us back to the red carpet prior to the premiere of Facing Nolan, the definitive documentary on Major League Baseball Hall of Fame legend Nolan Ryan. You're about to hear from the following people in this order. Director Bradley Jackson, followed by Nolan's sons, Reed and Reese Ryan, and finally, the man himself, Nolan Ryan. I hope you enjoy, starting with director Bradley Jackson. So uh, are you from Texas? You from these parts? What's your backstory? Yeah, I'm from Houston, Texas. Uh, Grew up a lifelong Astros fan. Went to University of Texas at Austin. Made a bunch of films in Texas right after I graduated and then moved to LA a couple years ago. Dude, congratulations. This is a huge deal. Uh, Obviously, you've uh, worked yourself to a point to have this opportunity to to get to document one of the greats. What was the biggest challenge for you in in really starting to get this story, uh, story told? I think the biggest challenge is the fact that he played for 27 years. So you got to make a choice of what story you're going to tell. Uh, and so picking, picking. I mean, when you play for 27 years, you get a lot of highs. And when you're as dominant as he was for that long. So it's really just picking what are the, you know, what are the best spots to showcase to make the most entertaining film, but also a film that tells a story, the ups and downs of a, of a general narrative. Um, and, you know, getting access to interviews was, was genuinely a, a joy and a breeze. You know, getting George W. Bush, getting Roger Clemens, getting Randy Johnson, Craig Biggio, uh, it was actually pretty easy. Normally you would think they would be really difficult, but with the Ryan family kind of at our back, it was very easy. So. Was there anybody who said no? The only person, and we expected it, was, uh, uh, well, two people. Uh, one was Sandy Koufax. He just doesn't talk anymore. Um, I don't think he's interested in being interviewed about anything ever. And then the other one was, uh, maybe it's a spoiler alert, but uh, Robin Ventura. We tried. You know what? I, I get it, but at the same time, I'm also disappointed. I, we wanted to get him because um, we've heard he's a great guy and that it wasn't, you know, it's obviously he probably regrets it. Um, oh, it was a terrible business decision. Yeah, by exactly, him. exactly. But well, So I, I was in Chicago for six years, and, and uh, this was during the era where Nolan was still affiliated with the Astros, and he was the uh, White Sox manager for several of those. Every time the Rangers and White Sox would play home or away, yeah. he would have to hear about it from the home crowd, too. Yeah. Un- I mean, and, and it's just one of those. We dive into that, into the story. Don't worry. We talk about it. I hear, I hear, I hear there's some juicy details about the bottom of the pile that uh, are yeah. going to be revealed. That's some stuff that I don't think anybody really knew um, because it was the only the only way you could know it is if you were Nolan Ryan. And so when you hear it from the horse's mouth, uh, there's some cool, fun reveals about that story. You know, that's a story that's been reported on to death and Nolan's a guy that's been covered for, for years and years and years. And I think, you know, I think Getting some new, you know, there's some never before seen footage in this and just getting to see a little bit behind the curtain of who he is as a family man, I think was one of the most enjoyable aspects of this film. Well, congratulations on getting to be part of it. Congratulations on the premiere today. And uh, thank you so much for the time today. Of course. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Congratulations, guys. I'm so happy that uh, that y'all are here today getting to premiere this film at South by Southwest. Uh, Reed, just how long of a process was it for you in uh, getting this made? So we really started it kind of right in 20, uh, right when COVID hit. And and we had had some people over the years approach both Reese and I about doing like a 30 for 30 style film. And so Reese connected with Russell, right, first. That's right. That's right. So, you know, Russell, we were getting a lot of inbound calls. And I really, when Reed and I were visiting, trying to figure out who our partner was going to be, we wanted somebody that we thought had a would, would work well with dad and and function well with the family and that was an extremely talented filmmaker and we couldn't be happier with the guys we partnered with here 
Yeah, I think the key to really getting the true Nolan Ryan to come out is, you know, if you have a connection, Texas Roots, baseball, and Russell and Bradley really had that, then I think he ended up getting a cover level with them. They were around him quite a bit at the ranch and some family events and at the stadium. And so that bond was important. Uh, but really, we tackled this project because we had some time on our hands. I had left the Astros, and we felt like if we were ever going to do it, now was the time to do it. And we felt like it was the right guys. And we just had a blast. So it's really been since kind of March of 20. That's right. So almost two years later, we're here. And, uh, you know, it, it's just been a whirlwind. Now, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, your dad served as an unofficial assistant coach during at least one of your college careers, right? Or did he, was he there for both of you guys? So both, my last year and then Reese's years at TCU. So what was uh, what was Nolan like as a as a special assistant, Reese? You know, it was a lot of fun. So most people don't realize, Dad never got to see Reed and I play baseball growing up. He retired Reed's junior year in college. Yeah. And so it was a lot of fun to have him around. Um, it was an interesting dynamic, right? Because he'd coached me in basketball. We had this relationship, but when you know, when you're on the mound and trying to get out of an inning, and he comes out to talk to you, uh, he might be a little frustrated that I didn't have the ability to get people out that he did. But it was a lot of fun. Did he uh, ever have to face a razzing from uh, from the away crowd? All, all the time. Well, tell him about uh, Tommy Harmon. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we had some good battles with Texas, but my favorite uh, fan harassing him story was when we went to play A&M, and TCU's purple, and he's wearing this purple top, and he comes out to the mound. He's talking to me I'm in a jam as usual and they're, the, the stands are chanting and he goes what, what are they saying I said they're, they're calling you Barney he's like who's Barney yeah I said he's a big purple dinosaur yeah. he's like oh, walks off yeah. <laughs> so I don't think he you know he signed out of high school and went in the minors and then was in the big leagues the, the college atmosphere he had never experienced till he got to be in the dugout with us and uh, as you know it's unlike anything to have the wild bunch or AM or Texas Tech fans rag you because uh, they go deep in the what was back then, you know, before the internet. Yeah, they would find out everything, so it's fun. No doubt. All right, last question. Uh, of course, this is all about guys facing Nolan, but one of the most infamous moments from his career, one of my proudest moments as a Texas Rangers fan, was uh, Robin Ventura making a very poor business decision to come out to the mound to visit your dad after an inside pitch. What was the reaction from the two of you? Uh, I don't know, maybe you were at the game, or if not, uh, just when you saw it for the first time. You know, I I was at the game, and it was a it was an awesome experience. I mean, it, you know, it's unfortunate that that it, how it turned out, but I mean, just the atmosphere and you know the fact that he stayed in the game and came back and won. It was really you know kind of a pretty uh, unbelievable story, but it was it was something interesting to experience to say the least. As serendipity would have it, I was playing in the Jayhawk League, and we had a day off, and my teammate was Jeremy Giambi, and he and I drove down, and everybody remembers Jeremy for the flip from Jeter not sliding, and we literally got to. Arlington Stadium because the trip was a little longer than we thought from Kansas and sat down and two batters later uh, the fight happened and so we were in the we ran straight the locker room and in between innings we were getting all the blow by blow it was pretty fun and then after the game that locker room Reese was in there with us it was an incredible night with the team in that locker room after the game. Were there some bottom of the pile details that uh, the public doesn't know about till now? Well he talks about this in the film yeah. and, and I think he ended up on the bottom of the pile and uh, how he got out from under it was pretty interesting. So. Yeah. Can't wait to check that out guys congratulations thank you so much for the time today. All right thanks all right, good, good day. thanks Thank for being you. here. Reese right. great to see you again, man. Yeah, yeah great seeing you. Tell the guys care. I said hello. Okay. Will do. We'll never have to face a Nolan Ryan fastball or try to get a bat on one of his wicked curves. But we thought you might want to actually feel the heat.
So he rigged up a special Ryan cam to let you experience the sensation. Thank you so much for the time. So uh, you just were talking about getting to hear from so many different uh, adversaries from over the years. Was there any one person that you were most curious to hear about how they felt about facing you at the plate? Well, no, not really. But, uh, you know, the people that were the biggest challenge for you, uh, and which for me was a left-handed contact hitter that hit the ball where it was thrown and didn't chase bad pitches. So that puts George Brett and Rod Carew and, and uh, Pete Rose in that category and so you know you're always interested in seeing what their thoughts are I don't know how much you've spoken with him over the years about it but I'm imagining that Robin Ventura was also uh, talked to as part of this film were you curious to hear his thoughts on facing you and then also the uh, the incident from back in the 1990s well, you know, uh, obviously it was unfortunate that the deal with Robin uh, took such a life of its own. But uh, It was unfortunate for him because he got him good. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just the way things go during the course of, of competition. And so um, I never thought anything else about it. My co-host and I were talking about your greatness a couple weeks back, and we asked a question that it's a hypothetical, but perhaps you can provide the answer. How fast do you think you could pump it up there to the home plate right now? Could you break 80? Uh, I would have to say no, because I haven't thrown a ball in about five years, and uh, I'm 75 years old. That's fair. Well, I can't wait to see the film, Nolan. Thank you so much for the time. Right, thank you. Thank you to Trevor Hines for the video work. You can check him out on Instagram at Trevor Hines. Also to Joshua Bates for the video editing. If you have any video editing needs, hit him up on Instagram at Forager Digital. Thank you as always to Gentleman Jesus for the intro and outro music. Hear more of his work at GentlemanJesus.com. You can watch, listen, learn, and connect for free at BooksOnPod.com. For Books on Pod, I'm Trey Elling. Good day. <laughs>